Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. I want you to take your Bibles, please, as I bring a special message on this commencement evening. Second Chronicles chapter 29 is a text that I have selected. In a book that I am working through for classes, a book called The Creative Word by Walter Brueggemann, he writes, every community that wants to last beyond a single generation must concern itself with education. Education has to do with the maintenance of a community through the generations. This maintenance must assure enough continuity of vision, value, and perception so that the community sustains its self-identity. I thought it was such a profound text on education and the importance of it. Second Chronicles, if you're all there, would you stand please? Second Chronicles, just a couple verses of scripture. Hezekiah, verse one, was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. Let's pray. Father, move in great power tonight, as we know you already have, but now through the preaching of your word and the time of celebration that's to follow. Move in power and may we never be the same. May people be inspired, may people be encouraged and strengthened, may your kingdom be released. May people be healed, may people be touched by heaven and by hope and the vision. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. It was many years ago that, when I say many, I don't know what I mean. Many used to be five years for me and then many became 10 years and now many, I guess, is more like 20. So. So it wasn't many years ago, but it was years ago when God gave my wife and I an open vision, really, for what's to take place here in Alaska. An outpouring of the Spirit, and as an aspect of that, I saw a university, I saw a school, a school with fire on it. And so as I look back with you fanning the flames right now, I'm deeply encouraged to see you tonight is... Uh, our school of ministry that has flourished and grown over the years, thanks to so many, and especially over these recent years, to the Haggertys. And um, Minister Jan, Minister Barry. Education's crucial, crucial. When our nation was founded, our nation was seen really as a, as a Christian nation. Education is key in that. If you were to go and read the, some of the old 
university manuals and um, books of introduction to even the Ivy League schools, you'd be shocked and amazed at what was written about, in fact, I'm going to read you a section here in just a moment. Education has fallen to an all-time low. It's beyond just learning. It's, it's learning applied in your life and then lived out. Ancient education was never just book knowledge. It was, it was learning information, but lived out in your life. And that's what our school is, what we hope it to be, that which you would learn about God and His Word, but it would also be lived out in service in this community and amongst this great vision. If you look at the 55 delegates of the Constitutional Convention, 93 of them were Christians. George Washington, our first president, said, it's impossible to rightly govern a nation without God and the Bible. That's what he said, the first president. John Adams said the general principles, he's our second president, the general principles achieved in independence are general principles of Christianity. I will avow that I then believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. Andrew Jackson said, the Bible is the rock on which our republic rests. Woodrow Wilson said, 28th president, America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify the elements of righteousness which are derived from the Holy Scriptures. And I could go on and on and on. I have so many quotes and so many presidents. The point is, as you receive your diplomas tonight, understand that God called you, class of 2022, and all those in the hearing of these words, to transform our culture, to bring God and to elevate Him high, to change our broken society. At whatever level God calls you to in marketplace ministry, or maybe it's full-time ministry within the church, or maybe it's a traveling evangelist, maybe it's a, a, a contractor. I don't know all that God's called you to, but clearly God has called us to make an impact with our lives for it is one of the main reasons you're breathing. One of the most profound moments in our history marks how much our founding fathers yearned for God to be the center of the nation took place with George Washington at his inauguration. It took place in New York City. I've been to that church. Maybe some of you have been there. It's a historic place. The first thing that George Washington did as president was lead the people to a chapel where they had a prayer meeting. It's the first act of the first president. You don't even hear this stuff anymore. The first thing he did was lead to this chapel, and they had a prayer meeting for four hours. That is what the first president of the United States of America did. The first official act was to go have a prayer meeting for four hours. Wow. God is amazing. There used to be a revolutionary war cry, no king but King Jesus. William McGuffey, the author of the McGuffey Reader, 
which is used for over a hundred years in homes across America as a primary textbook. Christian religion is a religion of this nation, although there would be many try to snuff it out and declare that it's not true. It is the absolute foundational principles on which our country is founded. No other country is like it, not one. Harvard University Student Handbook, 1636. That's a long time ago. Now, that, that's, that is a long time ago. That's many years ago, 1636. Let every, it says this, quote, let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well. The main end of his life and studies is, quote, to know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life. And therefore to lay Christ in the bottom as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and learning. And seeing the Lord only giveth wisdom, let everyone seriously set himself by prayer in secret to seek it of him, Proverbs 2, 3. That is the original Harvard University student handbook. What in God's name has happened? What has happened is we drifted away. But I got good news tonight. God is raising up a generation that knows God, a generation that's called by God, a generation that'll make a difference. And that's you all. We've moved far away from where we used to be. This text here, Hezekiah, the backdrop of Hezekiah, the second Chronicles 29. Israel been divided into two kingdoms because basically of sin, Judah and Israel. King Ahaz, the king of Judah, has led Judah to embrace paganism and to turn from God to pagans. The God of his fathers, he turned them to, to pagans. Leadership, as I believe it's John Maxwell said, the sun rises and sets on leadership. Leadership is influence. Dr. Morocco said, leaders lead. I want you to say that, leaders lead. That's why we have a King School of Ministry. That's why we do what we do, to raise up leaders. Why? Because we need to invade the culture and turn our backslidden country and the countries of the world back to God. Can you say a better right now? Hezekiah becomes king. And if you go and read the story of his life, he, he opens the temple and reestablishes worship. It's a beautiful picture of, of what needs to happen today. Churches all across America are closed on Sunday nights. This is not a special service in that we never have Sunday nights. We always have Sunday night. And you know, I'll let, you, I'll let you know when we're not going to have it. Never. We have Sunday night service. Why? Because people are hungry. I know there's some that are home tonight and praise God. We're not trying to twist anybody, anybody's arm, but there are times when people can't get in church. The doors are closed. I said this morning when I heard, found out about stupid pox or whatever it is, monkey pox, it's control pox. Jezebel pox, I, I don't know what you want to call it. I said to my wife, we will, we will never, and she said, unless the Lord says, I said, that's right. We never really closed. We tried to do the best that we could, but there is a movement of fear driven by media all across the nation. 
people are terrified. We're not of the kind. We're not of the sort to shrink back. Oh no, we're going to lead on for the glory of God. Can you say yes? We're going to do something that, that makes a difference in this generation. And that's why we have a King's School of Ministry. We need leaders. We pray for leaders. Leaders that are like Hezekiah, who opens and reestablishes worship to the true and living God. He reestablishes a nation's covenant with God. Oh, that the Lord would raise up another George Washington. That the Lord would raise up other great leaders. Judah is threatened by the Assyrians at this time, but Hezekiah leads a nation in revival. That is my prayer. That after tonight, you receive your diplomas, you celebrate and rejoice, and exchange cards or gifts maybe, and maybe you go out and have a nice meal. It is my deep prayer that you would leave from tonight with fresh purpose and resolve in your heart. Whether you're wearing a hat and a blue robe and receiving a diploma, or whether you're just under the sound of my voice this, this evening, that you would leave with fresh purpose knowing that your life is more than just about eating, watching TV, going to sleep, going to work, and hoping that you can make it or get another house and prosper. And I'm all into prosperity, but it's prosperity for a purpose. It's, it's leading for a purpose. Our nation needs the nations of the world. The God is looking for a people. He's looking for somebody to lead. He's looking for Hezekiahs. People that will open up and re restore covenant and live rightly. Not be a bunch of religious people, but a people that are moved by the truth of God's word. God blessed Hezekiah. God blessed him. You say, what does that have to do with me? Religious freedom is under, is under attack. The First Amendment is under attack. Who will stand? Who will go? Who will, who will declare God's word to this generation? His eyes go to and fro looking for a man, looking for a woman whose heart is steadfast towards him. Will he find perhaps one of you to go change Indonesia? Will he find perhaps one of you to go and, and change England and Great Britain? or a remote village in Alaska? Has he moved you to the point where you're willing to do anything? I'm reading a book, as I've shared in other messages, called Peace Child. I'm, I'm undone by the book. I'm undone by it. It's the story of missionaries who go to Papua New Guinea amongst headhunters and cannibals. And they, I mean, with a little baby. And they go into these very remote places where they've never seen a, a missionary. They have never seen a culture and tools. And it's the Stone Age. This is in the 1960s. I believe his name is Don Richardson wrote the book. You, you, you should go read it. Because when you read it, it just is, it is a shocking contrast to the snowflake mentality that is all over the church today. I'm thinking, where is the fire? Where's the fire of the Holy Ghost that'll send somebody to a far-flung corner of the world? Where's the fire and the revelation and the love for God? 
somebody to make it to morning prayer? Where's the fire and the, the passion and the commitment? You read some of the things that they've, I'm, I'm, I'm just finished page, you know, chapter 17. I'm halfway through the book and I, I can't hardly stand it. I'm thinking, where is that? So many people concerned about me, my stuff, my comfortability, my, my paycheck, my couch, my TV, my widescreen. You should see the things that people argue over. It's time to raise up a generation like in the Hezekiah. And I believe you are that generation. No matter what your age, no matter how young or how old you are, you with resolve would fight for the freedoms that we sometimes take for granted. You would perhaps get involved in the political process and give of your time to serve. It's wonderful to have Mayor Edna DeVries here tonight. We love and appreciate you, Mayor. It's not easy to be a public servant. You always have somebody trying to play the Monday morning quarterback. I know what that's like a little bit, pastoring. God wants to use us. He wants to use us like he used Hezekiah. Hezekiah, he, he built towns, he strengthened the military, he protected the natural resources. It's a beautiful picture of what our government ought to do. But the government's made of people that we elect. It's a beautiful picture of what we ought to do, the way that we ought to live. He personally sought the Lord. He personally fasted and prayed. You know, you can delegate a lot of things, and you've learned about that. You've learned about delegating. You've learned about leadership. Now that you've completed two years of the King's School of Ministry, you've learned some things. Whether you do it or not, it's up to you. What you do with what you learned is up to you. You can't delegate your prayer life. And it's imperative, students, honored graduates, it's imperative that you have vision. And that you, you contend, you fight for vision. And that you're a man or a woman like unto Hezekiah that, that would do what he did. Believe for, for God to use your life. In an amazing way. Dream big. Come on, somebody say dream big. Dream big. Norman Vincent Peale spoke at my commencement high school. He wrote The Power of a Positive Mind or Power of Positive Thinking. I don't remember anything about commencement at all. But I remember in one moment that froze when he was speaking. And he said, he said, make, make, the, make the moon your goal. Shoot for the moon. And he said, and even if you don't reach it, at least you'll be amongst the stars. And I thought, oh yeah. Shoot for the moon. God wants to raise up a company of revivalists in every area, in every walk of life, and business, and beyond. I do believe that you all are a part of that company. You have one life, just one. 
After that, the judgment. Come on, somebody say, woo, praise the Lord. How you live that life. Oh, if I, as I think back, I've been serving God now longer than I was in serving Him. I think back when I started serving God wholeheartedly and I, oh, I wish I had the, there was 10 years that were just wasted, perhaps more than that, but don't waste your time. Be after the things of God. Continue to grow in the Lord. Continue to take steps of faith. Continue to make goals. Be people of prayer. Now that you don't have to come to morning prayer, develop your own. Let that be a cornerstone of what you do. Seek God. Know the word. Know God. Love people. Live holy. Be a leader. Change the world. Can you say amen? amen. Put your hands together for God. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.